0: Hey you. Welcome to episode 1 of El Propio Rocky Podcast. So here's how this thing is going to work. Okay? My plan is now to have every odd numbered episode be in English and every even numbered episode be in Spanish. Okay? All right, so um a little bit about myself. I'm from the States, but I speak Spanish. And I've lived in, you know, Latin America, Colombia, Nicaragua, Peru for like six, seven years. Okay, more or less, right? Um, you know, most of that time being like five years in Colombia. But anyways, um, so yeah, I'm going to be trying my best to post at least once a week, um, you know, a full episode. And then, you know, I'll like have the different clips and things like that. Kind of the exciting parts of the episodes on, you know, TikTok, Instagram, um facebook you know wherever else um, content can be posted but yeah um so what i wanted to talk about today the first item of business on the freaking agenda is Brittany Griner. she came home she's back now right back in the states and so you know whenever i was first looking at it i was like okay You know what I'm saying? That's amazing that she can just come home, right? They were kind of, like, talking about a trade that would be made for somebody. But, you know, whenever I first saw the story, I was like, she's coming home. I was like, freaking sweet, right? You know, that's an amazing, amazing thing. You know, an American that was in prison for, you know, having, like, you know, THC e liquid in her bag or something. um, Whenever she went to Russia to hoop, basically, right? Um, You know, different... um, professional sports players will sometimes go to other countries to play right and and, you know especially in the WNBA where you know they don't make as money as their male male counterparts they kind of have to like you know have another hustle right um so yeah I think that kind of the max that they can make is like one to two hundred thousand a year I believe um you know the most like well-paid players I think you know I don't I'm not sure um kind of what the max is but I did hear that you know there are some of them that do make less than 100000 right? So some of them, you know, have another job or whatever, right? Because um, basketball isn't their main priority, and they're not able to kind of, like, throw themselves into, you know, just being a professional athlete, right? You know, depending on what they want um, financially, okay? So she basically takes this, gets arrested, um, and is thrown into prison, right? But after a while, she was transferred to, like, this... um, like work camp basically um you know and they were like there are different photos of her you know like doing laundry and you know different stuff and they say like this penal colony penal colony that's what it's freaking called um in russia and there, you know like not too long ago there was you know some people that had kind of like been arrested for kind of um i think it was protesting against putin or something a few years ago and they said that it's like It gets real, you know, they said that she's going to have to, you know, get used to people dying and, you know, getting beat and all this other stuff. Horrible conditions, apparently, right? But, you know, honestly, what friggin', you know, federal, state, you know, prison or even jail has the best conditions, right? We're not friggin', you know, the Netherlands or, you know, wherever where they kind of like try to give their, um, their prisoners, like, a life, right? And so... Yeah, so that was the thing, and this has been kind of going on for a while. I think that she'd been locked up for a few months now, I think. Maybe, like, two or three months, something like that. But anyways, it was a big deal, right? And everybody was like, you know, when's BG coming home, right? So she comes home, okay. Then, not too freaking long ago, I saw that um, she had been traded for someone, right? And so immediately, I clicked on the link, and it was like... There was a trade made between Russia and the United States of prisoners, right? And we got BG, Brittany Griner, and they get this freaking badass freaking tank of a man who's called the Merchant of Death. Oh my God! Do you know how much of a badass you have to be to get the name Merchant of Death? Whenever I say badass, I don't mean in a good way, right? Like, he's been, like, messing people up. And just doing some like heinous stuff for a while now, right? And apparently they had um, arrested this guy because he tried to sell arms to um, some cops that were posing as FARC or you know the one of the rebel groups in Colombia, right? Um, you know, and by the way, like Colombia, South America is like one of the most understood, misunderstood, and most troublesome places on the planet their history is, is very, like, not only tumultuous, but it's also, um, interesting, right, because kind of, like, a, there's, like, a myriad of issues that kind of are, like, interwined with corruption, drugs, um, you know, paramilitary groups, you know, the banana, the banana issues, um, you know, Chiquita, United Fruit Company, and that's another history that we'll talk about another time, but anyways, um, so the trade is made for, you know, BG gets to come back over to the states this freaking merchant of death gets to go back to um to russia right so i mean in that trade if you think about it and i know this is kind of like i guess controversial bro but we lost we freaking lost that trade dude yes bg gets to come home but still like they get freaking I don't even know what it would kind of be like Edward Snow that like if we got you know like a fair trade that trade was not freaking fair Russia knew that and they took full advantage of it they were like okay we're gonna use this American girl as a pawn and we're gonna get one of our freaking badasses back to them what's a badass to us which is you know very bad just because you know he's freaking um um you know, just a, a, a freaking savage. Okay. And so, you know, that was, um, you know, honestly, I kind of feel like the States, we lost that trade. Like there's no freaking, you know, kind of getting that opportunity back to get, you know, cause there are a lot of other Americans that are imprisoned in Russia, right? BG wasn't the only one. She was just the only one that had like the most, um, I guess you could call it clout, you know, because she's a famous WNBA player okay you know and so many people were like vying for um and whatnot okay so that's a very interesting situation um you know but i think the trade just wasn't free fair um all right now the second thing that i wanted to talk about is um military school okay so i went to military school for college Right, so two years I went to New Mexico Mother Change Institute, and then for three, three and a half, I went to, um, you know, what back in the day used to be called North Georgia College of State University, which, you know, whenever I was there, like in 2014, 2013, something like that, became the University of North Georgia, where, you know, that college kind of like expanded its campuses and all this other stuff. Okay, it's a PWI, a predominantly white institution, which I'll, you know, talk a little about about later. Um, so yeah. And when I was in high school, in middle school and high school, I did J-Rotzy, right? So I had, you know, been done doing this like little, you know, cadet thing for a very long time. If you or anybody else that you know is thinking about military school, I would kind of recommend it. Why? Because most of the time there are benefits. For example, one of my military schools offered in-state tuition if you just did, you know, if you participated in the per- cadet program, which is amazing. Because, you know, out-of-state tuition is expensive as hell, right? And so, um, for me, military school, it's not easy, right? Especially, like, the um, the matriculation process, the initiation, um, kind of, I guess you could call it, like, hazing period, That they have and all military schools has have this right you know not necessarily where you're like being hazed or you know um i guess what you depend you know what you kind of consider hazing um yeah there's all there's always like a period of a month or a week or whatever where you're you know kind of going through it um and i'll get into that a little bit later but um i don't think anybody really likes to get yelled at right but that's a part of it you know you get that you kind of like you know learn different things um about the military um you know you learn in certain instances tactics um you know and about the different kind of parts of the military in your you know military science classes which the objective is that is kind of to teach you about the military um you know the different branches and things like that right because why are you at military school if you don't know nothing about the the military um so i'll tell you a little story so when i was at new mexico military institute i was the um the basketball manager i'll tell you guys two stories um and so i would get to like travel with the team right my first year i was by myself (laughs) So we, you know, we would travel around New Mexico. We went to Colorado, Texas. Um, I think I don't know if we went to Oklahoma, um, but yeah, we went to Colorado in like different, you know, different places around um, kind of like that, like Southwest area of the United States. Okay, but not super far like Cali or anything like that. Just in that kind of general area, Arizona stuff like that. Odessa, Dallas, uh, Albuquerque places like that but anyways um actually i'm going to tell you guys three stories so one time i remember that you know they tell you that stuff is bigger in texas right you know everything is bigger in texas so i was like okay like that's freaking that's got to be an exaggeration right and so i get there and we pull up to this um this high school and this high school had like four gyms me coming from freaking you know middle of nowhere tennessee like, seeing a school that has four gyms, I was blown away. There's a basketball gym, a volleyball gym. I was like, who are these people? How big is this friggin' school, bro? To have four different gyms of the same? Like, yo, that's just freaking. Oh my goodness, I was blown away. Right? So, that's whenever I learned that everything is bigger, most definitely in Texas. You know, whether it's food or, you know, schools or whatever. Like, they just they're just different bro And the the you know obviously texas has its own kind of culture that they're you know well known for like the lone star state all that interesting stuff okay now on this same trip freaking some guys got this bright idea to invite some girls over remind you that this is a military school so we were um freaking it was nighttime obviously and so the girls that came over and you know I don't know why, I just happened to kind of like walk in the room, right? So, um, obviously we got caught, freaking coach walked in and he was like, y'all girls gotta go and I'm gonna deal with y'all later. So they leave, he goes to his room, he gets a little clipboard, whatever, and he comes back out. He was like, all right, I'm about to run the dog shit out of y'all. So you're like, bet. So it, so the first thing he does is he takes us to the parking lot, right? And he starts us having doing sprints and it's like, you know, 10, 11 at night Assistant coach kind of comes out, and he kind of saves us, like, hey, you know, we should freaking go in, and, you know, this isn't the place. So he's like, all right, bet. I'm not going to freaking forget this. Right? So um, we go back inside. We sleep, right? You know, we go to sleep, whatever, and then the next day we get on the bus. The assistant coach has the genius idea after the game that we, you know, because these are, like, you'll travel for different tournaments. Um, you know, whether it's a weekend tournament or it's, you know, a two or three day tournament, whatever. Okay. You know, around these different places, which is, you know, it's a, it's very interesting. So we're, um, we get on the bus and he's like, nobody's going to freaking fall asleep. So, you know, we like start these antics where, you know, people like dozing off. He's like, Hey, you wake the freak up. And he's like yelling at us, whatever it turned it you know, it was freaking hilarious. Eventually it let us go to sleep, but it was kind of funny. Right. So. Later that day, because, you know, this was, like, Thanksgiving break. And mind you, that friggin' college athletes don't get breaks. There are no breaks. They do not get, you know, a full Christmas break or a full Thanksgiving break. They're freaking hooping for, you know, basketball players. Like, there's no freaking, you know, breaks and stuff. And they always have to come back early, you know? Because either there's a game or a tournament or whatever, okay? And that's just the life of a college athlete that I didn't know about. But anyways... So yeah, we get back, and Coach is like, all right, bet. I'm gonna turn y'all over to the strength and conditioning coach that um and he's gonna take good care of y'all. And what that means is he's gonna work the crap the dog crap out of you. Right? So we start the workout. First, it's with coach, you know, we're doing sprints and like push-ups and sit ups and whatnot. Um, and you know, honestly, like it was it was still super free and funny, like it was hilarious um that we were kind of in trouble for that you know stupid thing and i had to do it too because i was there right so yeah you know honestly it was basically everybody we kind of like all got in trouble because you know who's not going to want to freaking go to a room with with the girls in it like you're just gonna stay in your room like nah so we're all running whatever um and then he's like all right now it's time to work out right and my like I was athletic in high school, but I've never been an athlete, which I didn't understand what the difference was, right? And so there was a time when I really thought that I was going to be able to play college basketball. I had like walked into this coach's office. And I was like, hey, I want to play. And this is a, um, this is a D1 JUCO, right? Um, cause there's, you know, just like regular college, um, you know, four year schools, there's D1, D2, D3. And then you have JUCO, which is D1, D2, and D3. Okay, um, and JUCOs are kind of like smaller schools where athletes, you know, if you don't get the immediate chance to go to a um, to a big school like you know a Tennessee or a UK, you know University of Kentucky, University of Texas A and M, wherever, right? You might go to a JUCO, get your skills a little bit better, kind of like show that you're ready, and then you know you'll be able to transfer, get a scholarship, et cetera right you can do that or you can go to prep school which a lot of people do and a prep school is basically a school that you go to just for that sport that you're going to play right some people go for soccer football you know basketball whatever okay for example img is a freaking prep school right one of the best in the country it's not the best okay so it's organized right and i didn't freaking you know really realize that but anyways so we um we're working out and whatnot. And they take us down and they're like, okay, we're going to start throwing some weights around. And I kind of like, you know, stepped up. And I'm like, whoa, like, hey, Rock, like, don't freaking, don't freaking, you know, hop on these weights. Like, you're going to be able to do them because we start at 135 and we just started building. I was like, oh, I got it. You know, whatever. Okay. So coach gets the, the freaking strength and conditioning coach gets this broad idea. He was like, okay, well. Here's what we'll do, is that I'm going to make you guys run around what in the, you know, in the... There's two different, like, living areas at NMMI or New Mexico Wheelchair Institute, right? So, one of those is you have the box and the slab. And the difference between those is that the box is a literal box, right? Where you... um, There's three different levels, which are stoops, right? Or floors, okay, and so there's, you know, first stoop, first floor, second stoop is the second floor, and then third stoop is the third floor, okay, but it's like literally a box, okay, and then the slab is like in, like this L, okay, where, you know, there's two different, um, levels of living, I guess, you know, where there's, you know, it's like just, um, it's not a complete box, it's literally an L, okay, so, The thing that connects these is there are no elevators or anything modern about it. It's just stairs. So we would have to run, climb the stairs, right? Climb the three levels of stairs and then run, go down, you know, go down the stairs, run, come up the stairs. And then, you know, it was like a friggin' kind of like a little labyrinth um, workout, but it wasn't just running. We were running with 45 pounds, like those 45 pound plates. We ran with that. Everywhere we did the freaking... I think that we had... Yeah, we had to do... I think we had to do the box one time. And then we had to do this slab like twice. Something like that. But anyway, I think it was the slab twice. But dude, that was a hell of a workout. That I just wasn't freaking prepared for. Right? Um, but yeah. So. Military school is awesome it's an amazing place once you get used to it right kind of like once you get past like getting yelled at once you kind of get past like oh this sucks and we're marching and that we have to do push-ups and pt and stuff it can actually really be fun honestly and like you know at military school there's a bunch of crazy people which makes it that much more funny like dude some of the most freaking um wackiest people that I've ever met are at military school but they're smart as though too right but they're just freaking just crazy people dude hilarious um but yeah like I think that military school can be a fun place if you can get through the BS right you know if you can get through that little hazing period you'll be all right you know and that you know they have good great academics um you know and depending on the program there's good um good sports you know you just don't have a regular college experience bro you're freaking doing you know picking up acorns for example on the freaking weekend just like the stupidest stuff you know and you have like um marches and you know dni like you know drilling inspection and just this stupid kind of like military school stuff but it kind of like it it gives you a little bit more discipline right even though you're doing all this stupid stuff okay and that's all that i'll say about military school for now um there was a third story that i was gonna tell you guys ah about freaking when i came to the school my second year of nimi right so i get there and you know i'd been the million the only basketball manager that year and i walk into the office and there's two dudes there And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? You know, who are these dudes? Oh, these are going to be the new managers. I was like, okay. And one of them, like, really, like, took it serious that he was, like, going to take my spot. Right? So, you know, there was a little bit of competition there or whatever. Um, But, yeah. So, the thing about that buddy, as we'll freaking call him. He, like, started to mesh with the team as well, right? So there was kind of, like, this animosity, like, competition going on between the both of us, right? Like, who's going to be the freaking best manager, like, most well-liked, right? And I'm kind of the old dude or, you know, the one that had been there before, right? You know, the dude was honestly cool. And he honestly developed a lot of swag that year, which was, it was nice to see. But, you know, just because he was around the guys, like, and here's the thing, he was white. And, you know, most of the guys on the black, uh, on the black, or on the team are, you know, black from different places in the States. The thing, and, you know, it happened with me too, like with my kind of country grammar, being from Tennessee. The thing is that whatever slang or like jargon the different people on the team have, it mixes, right? You know, and I can tell you phrases that, you know, we would all use because there was someone from New York or someone from freaking Arizona or, you know, in New Mexico, they say things like this. Or, you know, there's someone from um, Cali or, you know, Atlanta or whatever, right? What happens is that everyone kind of starts to gravitate towards certain phrases in certain kind of like jargon, you know, that become kind of like they mix, Right. Which is a very interesting con- le- like language, um, like language acquisition concept, right? So that kind of everybody can be can be understood, right? And that was the um, the first time that I had heard like "Hey yo," right? Is there were people from California? That's like a from my understanding, it I don't know, maybe it started in freaking New York. I don't freaking know, but um, yeah. So that was kind of the first time that I heard the "Hey yo." right now like everybody knows what that means because of tiktok right and instagram but you know back in the day like you know it wasn't really i guess like that right where everybody kind of used the same you know phrases and stuff because of social media it wasn't that big um back then which is, you know kind of a wild concept to think about but it just wasn't right so anyways to finish that story we were um we all got in trouble, right? The new manager too. But whenever we got back to the school, he like freaking punked out, bro. He was like, you know, we started the workout, whatever he's I'm all tired, I'm tired. So he we went to go sit out. I freaking finished the workout. No freaking props to me, but I freaking finished, dude. But that was kind of funny, right? Um, you know, dude really, you know, meshed with the team, and that was nice to see. Um, really cool dude, by the way. But, uh uh-huh, right? There's always going to be kind of that animosity. The third thing that I wanted to talk about today is international marriage. And I'm going to be short. You know, people or, you know, friends of mine, you know, before I, you know, traveled and got married to, you know, someone that was from a different country. You know, we used to be like, oh, I'm going to bring a witch back. Right? Like, I'm going to freaking, you know, just bring a girl back from overseas. You know? And that shit ain't easy. People kind of be talking like, oh, you know, I'm just going to bring her back. Bro, that's a long, potentially a long process, bro. So I'll talk to you guys a little about the bit about the, the marriage process and all of the different kind of pieces that you have to put together in order for that to actually happen. Okay? So, um, my wife is Colombian right um and now we have a child but i'll talk about that you know that a little bit later but we met and got engaged within freaking um like four months of knowing each other right but the reason for that was because there weren't weren't any like buts, you know like, oh well i don't know if i'm ready like we were freaking ready bro Like, it's like, boom, 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 right? And a lot of people don't have that. So if you're, you know, a guy or a girl, and you're freaking, you know, significant others, I don't know. Hey, man, if they don't freaking know, they don't want you. You know what I'm saying? There are no freaking ifs, ands, or buts when you know that you want to be with somebody, y'all. Like, there just aren't. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just clicks, right? So, um, we got engaged, like, three months after that, after meeting, right, Um, I had come back to the States, because I had just finished my Peace Corps service after two years, and we met right before that had ended, we were both volunteering on this Logos Hope ship, but I'll talk about that another time, right, so we met, um, you know, we started dating, and I left Peace Corps in March, right, but, like, you know, two, three weeks after that, you know, of leaving, I went back, and I got engaged, Like, we got engaged, right? And it was, like, all a surprise. I freaking flew back over. She didn't know I had talked to her dad. And I was, like, hey, you know, I really kind of want to marry your daughter. He was, like, okay. So I flew over there without her knowing. Set everything up. And whenever she came home that day, like, she found, you know, this, like, whole setup of, you know, of flowers. And, um, you know, and all this other stuff. Okay. So she walks in you know, and I had recorded a video, like, upstairs in the in the house, of me, you know, kind of like, hey, you know, I'd like to, um, I want to marry you, you know, and the freaking your just turned off, it's not cool, alright, so... I had recorded a video that was like, you know, five minutes, like, you know, I really love you, I really want to be with you, and like, at the end, I was like, will you marry me, right, and so, you know, she was like, freaking shocked as hell, she was like, you know, not freaking expecting it, and I was like, alright, over there in that little box is a, is the ring, I need you to open it, right, but in the box, I had written a note, and I was like, "I." it said like, look up right so she goes over to the box expecting to find the ring she opens it and sees this note it's like look up right and so at that time i had freaking pre-coordinated it so that the music would play i would come down the stairs bro and she would like see me and she like started freaking oh my god how are you here like we like i was talking to her like i was freaking in the states and i had told her that i was traveling those days because i was um i was going to an interview in dc You know, I would you know, I had I would eventually go to DC, whatever, um for, you know, actually to Manassas for a job that I got there. Okay. Um but yeah, so I kind of like set it up so that, you know, it would kind of seem like um I was in the States when really in reality I was kind of like um in Columbia. Right? Um, so that's you know our engagement. And then, you know, a couple months after that, we got engaged in March. We got married in July. Um, but the whole marriage thing is that, honestly, if you have, <clears throat> uh, you know, your birth certificate, your, um, you know, you have to prove that you're not married. And if, you know, if you've been divorced, you kind of have to, like, prove those kinds of things. And you kind of, like, have to submit your paperwork or get your paperwork together and then submit it. Um, to, for us, because we got married in Colombia, right? So, we, you know, I had to send my information to her. I had to get my birth certificate, um, like apostle, which is basically kind of like that you can use that document internationally for marriage or whatever that you need it for, or for work or whatever. Um, and then you also have to, you have to get it like stamped and apostle, right? Like a, a state stamp, from the state that, um, you know, your birth certificate comes from. Okay. So after you do all that, you know, we, you know, flew over, we got married, (coughs) right. So that was that a couple years after being married, because the thing is that there's a few, um, different levels that you can pick i guess right a couple different visas that you can get right there's a fiance visa which is the k1 right where you know basically they give you you know the one that you guys are kind of like seeing on tv where you can come over get married within 90 days okay like to the states while you're kind of waiting to get married but you have to do that or you're freaking you know or that will like run out um but the thing with that one is that if is that you have to adjust status in the state, so that one's kind of like a little bit more expensive, right? The one that we picked was the I one thirty, I believe, or the I one twenty, anyways. Um, that after two years of marriage, or no, that's the one that you do when you're when you're married already. <clears throat> Whenever you kind of like apply for your um, to get not citizenship, but just to be able to, you know, get a residency card, a green card here in the States, okay? So that one has, you know, a different, a couple different benefits, you know, for example, if you've been married for two years, then you only have to wait until three until you're able to apply for, um, you know, your spouse's citizenship, they automatically get a green card, and they're able to start working, right? So, you know, beforehand, we kind of, like, um, preset what exactly, the terms were going to be and, you know, what exactly we wanted to accomplish, um, with, you know, with our marriage. Okay. So we had kind of like pre-planned it out, you know, the how, the, the, but, you know, not necessarily the when we were going to put in this paperwork. Right. So, you know, after two years of being married, we put in the paperwork that, um, you know, my wife wanted to come to the States. Okay. So, When you put in the paperwork, they tell you it's like six to nine months for you to be like accepted. So it took six months for her to be for our visa application to be accepted. You have to pay for that. Um, You know, it's like five hundred forty five dollars, whatever. You know, the whole thing ended up kind of like being near a thousand. You have to put in that paperwork. um, And then you just wait right for that, you know, approval letter. So she got approved. And then after that, you have to apply with the country's embassy. So then we had to like submit extra paperwork, you know, my tax information, um, you know, obviously passports, you know, all these kinds of like, you know, different information that the embassy needs to know um, for your visa appointment, like interview for them to be able to say, okay, you'll be able to go to the States. Okay. And that's another whole. um, thing, right? Um, so eventually we were able to do that, you know, she went, she got approved, whatever, and then she came over, like, last year, okay? But for us, the whole process took about, you know, nine months to a year for that to happen, right? Which, you know, in hindsight, isn't really that long, but, um, you know, kind of on the topic of international marriage, people, oh, I'm just going to bring her back, like, you know sometimes it can be quick but at the same time it can be long now i also chose because we knew that we wanted to get married like you know right off the bat to um to while we were waiting for her to be approved that i would like i moved physically to columbia and started living there and started working there um but there are some people that will spend that time. One will be in the States and the other person will be in Columbia. I couldn't freaking do that, bro. Like, I knew that, you know, whenever I came back, I started working, uh, you know, like, after month three, I was like, I need to find something else. Like, I can't freaking, you know, just be away from, you know, this person that I've decided to get married to, Um, you know, just be apart for, like, forever. So, you know, from june to december i worked um in manassas and um yeah i was like i can't freaking do it dude so i you know i packed up all my stuff you know put my car in storage and moved over you know and all my luggage whatever and i moved to columbia right um you know and obviously freaking failing wasn't necessarily um, they didn't agree, but I didn't give a freak, I was like, I want to be with my wife, so I did, um, and, you know, to be honest with you, like, I feel like family, most, 98% of the time, they're not going to freaking agree with you, you just got to go on your gut feeling, whether that's moving to another state, or it's taking a job, or, you know, taking an opportunity, bro, like, nobody can freaking do that for you, and a lot of them are going to tell you, no, you're moving too fast, whatever, right, F that, do what you want to do, right, what you feel comfortable with, um, so yeah, that's the end of episode one of El Propio Rocky podcast, where we talk about anything and everything, um, you know, gossip related or um, anything that has to do with trending top, trending current topics in the United States and Colombia. Right. So the next time, episode two will be in español. Okay. Um, and I'll have, you know, a few different things. I'm going to be trying to get you guys' this content out every week. Um, and, you know, like I said before, I'll kind of try to get the, um, the different clips and things together as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah. That's what um, the podcast will kind of be about. I'm going to try my best to get it out, like you know, every week or so. But mind you that I'm by my freaking self. I don't have anybody, you know, to talk to or conversate with or whatever. Maybe that'll change in the future. But I'm super excited to get this content out to you guys so you guys can get to know me a little bit better and, you know, my opinion about certain things, um, you know, current events, current trending topics and stuff like that. Okay? If you have any questions or you want to know anything about me, please freaking comment. Freaking spam the comments. Freaking, um... You know, if you went to military school, let me know. Or if any of this has resonated with you or you want to know a little bit more about the visa process, I can help you, right? Or, you know, at least I can kind of put you in the right direction to, to you know, a website they can. Um, you know, ask questions, make comments, and freaking get involved, you know, with the El Propio Rocky podcast, right? Here in the future, um, I'm going to be having different special guests on you know, whether I call them or, you know, someone that I know, um, on the podcast and we'll talk about, you know, different subjects and stuff, but hey, you guys need to be aware that, and get involved with the freaking podcast, man, ask something, say something, like, share, comment, right? I'm super excited to get this podcast off the ground and to you guys right now obviously I don't have a mic or you know uh a freaking um scenery or anything like that for y'all I'm just freaking recording in the in a parking lot to be honest but hey man sometimes you just gotta get the get the podcast off the ground and that's what I'm freaking doing so hey welcome to El Propio Rocky podcast and be looking forward to more content See y'all later.